From Odyssey, I'm Christy Strasser, filling in for Lauren Barry, and this is the On Deadline podcast, where we take a closer look at stories from our radio newsrooms across the country. Today, On Deadline is looking at the recession, the one that never came, as we dive into predictions for the U.S. economy for 2024 and beyond. While the headlines in 2023 were packed with experts saying a recession was weeks, months, or just days away, it never came. It was the recession that cried wolf, despite prices remaining near record highs for essential items like housing, food, transportation. The struggles Americans faced never hit the breaking point that many thought they would. Now, that's not to say there weren't economic difficulties in 2023. Many Americans struggled. The price of eggs doubled, the average rent hit its highest price ever, and gas prices remained mostly above $3.50 a gallon. However, in the aggregate, economic growth remained steady because people held onto their jobs and we just kept spending. And with that economic engine steaming along, the Federal Reserve is discussing slashing interest rates for the first half of this year after a record number of increases in 2023. And economists who are once again gazing into their crystal ball to predict what will happen in 2024, they see a bright future. Dr. Antonio Doblos Madrid, an associate professor in the Department of Economics at Michigan State University, joined Odyssey to share more. So as you look back over 2023, what are some of the most memorable economic events and where do you think we might have gotten a little bit wrong? You know, when I look at the economy of 2023, it reminds me of, of Rocky Balboa, a boxer with a strong chin who keeps getting hit over and over but keeps moving forward. Uh, a year ago, the consensus prediction was slow growth, high unemployment. Uh, inflation was still higher than 6%. The Fed was ramping up the most aggressive tightening cycle in 40 years. Uh, the stock market ended 2022 in the red. Many observers said a soft landing was a pipe dream and a recession was inevitable. And then 2023 came with its own set of challenges. To name a few, a debt ceiling standoff that started in January and kept going till May, bringing the economy you know, right to the cliff, to the edge of the cliff of, uh, of a sovereign default and causing a, a ratings downgrade. We saw the failure of Silicon Valley Bank and other banks that had that not been contained but uh, by a historic expansion of deposit guarantees, it would have spread throughout the economy and uh, the financial system and caused a, a severe recession. Of course, a terrible war uh, broke out in Gaza. We had a large-scale auto workers strike, temporarily shut down uh, large parts of an important sector. And, and the economy of China, a major trading partner, we were used to it growing at 8, 9, 10% per year, and it's been slowing down. It really has decelerated over the last couple of years. So um, given all that, it is remarkable how good the numbers look right now. Inflation has steadily fallen to around 3%, now within striking distance of the 2% target. And the most recent GDP report shows us 3% year-on-year growth rate, which is a very robust, very solid growth rate. Unemployment remains at 3.7%. The stock market has made, made a big comeback. I mean, the numbers look stronger. Than if you look at any of the other major advanced economies, like the Eurozone, the UK, Japan, or Canada, the U.S. is looking stronger, is looking more robust in terms of how it performed in 2023. Now, I don't want to say that everything is wonderful, that we should have a victory parade, fight against inflation is not over. And even in a strong economy, many people are struggling. 
but thus far it is hard to imagine a softer landing than 2023. So what do you see for 2024? Well, you know, with the caveat that the forecasts for 23, of course, contain always contained a, a margin of error and uh, didn't come out as expected. But I think it's still it's still the best guess we can make, right, instead of the average of the professional forecasters. And what they're telling us is they're giving us numbers of GDP growth of around one and a half to two percent, which is not something to uh, be super excited about, but it isn't terrible either. It's okay. And then uh, the unemployment rate is expected to maybe tick up, but still remain uh, around or even below 4%, which uh, by any measure is uh, something that we can call full employment. When it comes to inflation, I think that the most telling sign is is what the Federal Reserve is doing. So inflation, uh, if the Federal Reserve was not expecting inflation to continue to fall, they wouldn't be announcing cuts in 2024. But as far as at least the forward guidance, what the Fed is telling the public will be done in the future, we're already starting to see a reversal of the tightening cycle. Instead of promising toughness and price stability, the Fed is now saying, well, in 2024, it it would not be unreasonable if we saw up to three rate cuts. But what economists believe and what consumers believe are two different things. A recent CBS News poll found that fewer Americans, 30% to be exact, are expecting a recession to hit the country in the coming months. In October of last year, that number was 33%. So it's not much of a change, but still it's an improvement. To share more about the resilient nature of 2023's economy, Jill Schlesinger joined Odyssey. It's still very early in 2024, so plenty of time to look back at the year that was the economy. And we're joined by Jill Schlesinger, CBS News money analyst, and also from her blog at JillOnMoney.com. Thanks so much for the time, Jill, and Happy New Year. And happy lack of a recession, at least so far. (laughs) Uh, A lot of economists were predicting one for 2023, but that did not end up being under our tree or our, uh, you know, menorah or in our stocking or any of that. Yeah. You know, I remember a year ago, I was talking to economists and market strategists and almost to a person. I don't think I remember one person having a differing view on this, which should have been a a sign in and of itself, right? But everybody was saying, going to be a recession in 2023. Get ready. Job losses. It's going to be tough. We'll get through it. Just prepare people for that. That was kind of the messaging that I was receiving. And what's fascinating is that is not at all what happened. Happened. The economy continued to grow throughout the year. It's a rough first half of the year. But, you know, people spent money, the economy powered forward, and the labor market was way stronger than anyone expected. I mean, we were really bracing for job losses. And in 2023, we had an average of 225,000 jobs per month. It's astounding, especially when you were getting ready for job losses, that we are producing jobs. So that's the good year, good news here. You know, recession didn't happen. Resilience was really the word or the R word of the year. Doesn't mean we won't have a recession. It just doesn't look like it's coming anytime soon. So what would economists point to for the reason for the resilience then? 
Well, I think that uh, that we just did not see or we didn't have a handle on just what a huge snapback we would see in 2023 on two fronts. One is that we would see consumers spend so forcefully and and it was big. I mean, I'm not talking about just Ch- Taylor Swift concerts, okay? People were spending a lot of money and also we saw employers adding a lot of jobs. The combination was really enough to push us propel the economy forward. Now, I think that as we enter 2024, we do so understanding that it's not all, you know, sunshine, unicorns, and rainbows, that there were some parts of the employment report for December that show some, let's call it flashing warning signals. So the month, the previous two months, they were revised lower. When we look at temporary workers, we're seeing an increase in layoffs among temporary workers. Those temp workers can sometimes be the, the canary in the coal mine can be the first sense of what's happening in the labor market. And we also are very clear that while 2023 was a great year for investors, you know, the, the vast majority of Americans are still playing catch up when it comes to inflation and prices. Prices are you know, 19, 20% higher overall than they were before this inflationary spike began. So all of that to me spells things are shifting. I don't know how quickly. I don't, again, we don't see a recession this second, but you know what? If you look at January of 2020, nobody was saying, well, I, you know, you never know. Uh, we could have a once in a century pandemic. That wasn't on the radar either. And the unpredictability of everything kind of underscores what you talk about on your blog or on your podcast. Some of the fiscally responsible things you can do to not take chances, maybe a little bit boring, but still do a great job with your money. Yeah. I mean, if I can't tell you and, and nobody can tell you what, where things are going, that means you can take matters in your own hands, which is kind of fantastic. What I mean by that is not tinkering around with your retirement account. It means going back to your, your first principles of your, your own financial life. Hey, do I have six to 12 months of my expenses in a safe bank checking savings money market account? Do I have that? Good question. If I don't, I want to make sure that's there. Have I really put a lid on my credit card debt? Have I paid it down? If not, I need to look through my budget or my cash flow and try to identify a few bucks just to push towards that debt pay down. And finally, if you've done one and two, are you maximizing your retirement account? It's so funny how like we we really bellyache about markets. We have no idea where things are going. But what I can tell you over the last two years is just the performance performance of the last couple of years should prove to you that nobody really knows. And the best thing to do is to have a diversified portfolio of low cost index funds that are divert, that, that, you know, spread out your money and don't try to pick the winners and the losers. Cause in 2022, it was a terrible year. 2023 was a really good year. If you got out of the stock market and out of the bond market at the end of 2022 and said, I'm just going to hang out in cash, you missed a massive recovery. Last year, the S&P 500 was up 24% and the bond index actually came back. So all these things came back. So if you're trying to pick the tops and the bottoms, it's kind of foolhardy. You're not going to get it right. Another sign that things could be headed in the right direction is the recent jobs report. Nationally, the jobs market is continuing to grow despite expectations of a cool down. 
Also on the rise are payrolls, something President Joe Biden remarked on when he dubbed 2023 a great year for American workers. However, not everyone agreed with the president's assessments, as polls show a majority of Americans are disappointed with how he's handled the economy. And that's something that could play a role in the upcoming election. Michael Burnick, an employment attorney with Dwayne Morris Law Firm and the former director of the California Employment Development Department, joined Odyssey to discuss the recent jobs trend. Michael, I want to ask you, though, I mean, uh, well, let's start with how we how would you describe the current job market overall in these numbers? Well, it certainly has been above expectations. The expectations, of course, throughout much of 2023 were that the job market would slow down significantly, that we'd have much higher unemployment. Instead, our unemployment rate has stayed under 4 percent. It's 3.7 percent. Uh, these most recent numbers as of yesterday, we gained 216,000 jobs over the month. That's slightly below the 225. 5,000 jobs that we were averaging throughout 2023, but still well above the averages prior to the pandemic. So the short is, it's certainly defied my expectations. Most others, you know, it continues to be defy gravity in many ways. You know, you, you mentioned the unemployment rate, and it has been under 4% for a couple of years now. Do you think that's going to help convince the Fed to, to cut interest rates sooner rather than later? Well, we'll see. Um, I mean, the ex- the question is, is that going to continue at 3.7 percent or are we going to see unemployment rise? We've seen some signs, even in this relatively strong gain, 216,000 jobs, the temporary hiring, which is often a precursor, that is down. And the big gains have been in mainly government-supported sectors. Government was actually the biggest gainer. It gained 52,000 jobs, healthcare 38,000, social services 21,000. Those are largely government-supported services. Other private sector jobs, professional and business services, retail, trade, transportation, those actually showed very modest gains. So with government spending perhaps going down, whether we'll see the same job growth, we'll have to see. So last year, many well-known economists were warning that a recession was on the horizon. In October 2022, Bloomberg Economics said there was a 100% probability of a recession happening in the next 12 months. The next month, The Economist published a piece titled, Why a Global Recession is Inevitable in 2023. Neither of those headlines aged well. Still, that's not to say the people who got it wrong in 2023 are getting it right when they predict smooth sailing in 2024. Prospects for a soft landing look better than they did a year ago. But as former Treasury Secretary Lawrence Summers told Axios, it's premature to declare victory. The show is produced by Joe Heady, Lauren Berry, Myron Kaplan, and Bill Snee. I'm Christy Strasser, and I want to say thanks for listening to On Deadline, Odyssey's serving of the top news story just for you. Subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. 